Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. as we continue all the way to episode 433 of the five-ish fangirls podcast bless us O lord for thy gifts which we are about to receive and yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of no food i will fear no hunger we want you to give us this day our daily bread and in the republic for which it stands and by the power invested in me i pronounce us ready to eat amen Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like a door from the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Bovedale. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. (laughs) How are, how's September treating everybody? Are we are we good? Is it busy? Uh, jury's out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the weather has started to cool off somewhat, so that, that is true. I have yeah. had my windows wide open all day. It has been fabulous. Although I I had to make a comment to my coworkers like this is totally a you know a first world living in a somewhat urban area problem that having all my windows open i realized just how noisy it is outside <laughs> yep that can happen <laughs> there's all well, sorts I'm... of crap happening outside power equipment and animals and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff i'm like oh this was Big all muffled before when by. i had the windows closed yeah. yep Lots going on. I'm just glad that it cooled off this weekend a bit because we had um, uh, the library had Toshokan, which is our teen anime convention mm-hmm. that uh, Jared and I were involved in, and part of it took place outside, especially the the Pokemon Go raids that I was that I was doing, and that was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, then you know, they have the amphitheater that a lot of the stuff was stuff was going on. They have like food trucks and the karaoke and just all kinds of fun it was chaos uh a handful of mishaps that kind of were like oh oops but overall it was it was a good time and i didn't Mm -hmm. get very many pictures because i was running around like my hair was on fire for most of the weekend and i'm still tired but it was (laughs) just good it was it was a good time i'll say that that's good now let's do the news not a whole lot um broken record that's going to be the case while everybody is on strike <laughs> there's just nothing yes. happening so <laughs> lots of things happening and uh yeah yeah not a whole lot of much else although i guess the last one they canceled because people were having a pout fit i was listening to a, a, a youtube video talking yeah. giving updates on it and i'm just like oh my goodness someday somebody's gonna make a movie of this and it is just gonna be the most entertaining thing in the world mm-hmm. well you know the last time that that the wga went on strike or was it the sag whichever group um that 
uh, strike lasted for five months. So we, you know, <laughs> they're they're able to that hold out for been, a while. That must have been the actors because I because I think the the WGA and back in the two thousand seven they were they were done by by this point. They were the, yeah. their strike was over. Yeah, for so how must long have been, must have been, been sag yeah, then. So, but, yeah, but they're they're willing to hold out for as long as it takes. So. Uh, but, uh, in the meantime, we are getting some new stuff because stuff was finished before this started. Um, so that being said, um, Loki season two, um, when it, uh, starts, um, in a few weeks, (laughs) October 5th, that's crazy to think, um, it is going to be nighttime drops on your disney plus so episodes are going to drop at 9 p.m eastern time on disney plus so they're trying to go the pseudo prime time route i guess so people can come home people can come home from work and be like yay you know instead of it dropping in the morning and then being like well i have to go to work so aren't they doing that Seeing as Disney is a, as seems to be trying to divest itself of it of ABC and its linear TV, maybe this maybe streaming is going to be what their uh, their 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 prime time offering yeah. is going to be. Well, this is yeah, this is something that they've been trying with Ahsoka, and I guess it's working well enough that they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this for Loki as well. So, um, so for those of you that uh, work day jobs, just know that you're gonna have. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's magic pants waiting for you when you get home. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> so, depending on how your, your day at work goes. <laughs> it may just you, you, may, you may need evening, evening <laughs> pick up your needs. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. So, uh, so there is um that and that's really kind of it we do have a new episode of gold standard in the feeds for you all so we did the 2012 ben affleck directed best picture winner argo so quite interesting history lesson uh for it, it's u.s of, and middle eastern relations in the late 70s early 80s oh geez that was a cluster <laughs> if ever there was yeah. one yep you you students of history even very recent history jeez mm-hmm. anyway um but yeah it kind of floors me that you guys are into you know you're getting up to where it's like not even 10 years ago yeah i know yeah holy cow yeah yeah, but we have uh, we have discussed what we are going to do once we are caught up, and we have a plan. And you're just gonna have to wait and uh, find out what that plan is Ooh. next okay. year. <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm doing I'm doing the math. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, at, at the moment. The 
next Oscar ceremony is scheduled for March. Of course, that is subject to change again based on the strikes. So, Well, they may just post the list somewhere and say, yep, that was it. Yeah. Well, and if stuff, yeah, but also if releases are, release dates are changing, stuff that may have potentially been eligible may not be now. So, because it won't get released in time. Well, because, yeah, because I counted it up roughly because you guys do it every other week right Mm -hmm. yeah so just roughly i think you're you'll be up to 2020 you know uh you'll be able to review the 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 winner um in march uh, Mm -hmm. of this upcoming one so it's like almost Mm -hmm. perfect timing now i was that was just a rough count stuff yeah on my phone so i don't i don't know the Ins and outs nope. of your scheduling. You're, you're, but, you're about yeah. you're uh, you're about right. So that's, okay, that's all in pencil, of course. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting how that how that worked out because mm. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll put it up to Nick's superior podcast planning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I am sure he had this figured out, or just you know trusted to luck. Yeah, but I just find that I find that interesting. It's like, hey, you'll be caught up, and then you'll be able to do the newest one theoretically. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of amusing. Podcast yeah, serendipity. It happens all that the time. That is no small feat, my friends. Mm-hmm. So yay, yay for gold standard for uh, you're almost there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is in the feeds for y'all. Um, and now we got some feedback. Of course, if we talk about anything Disney related, Shalane is on it. Uh, <laughs> so Shalane says, first movie based on a Disney park ride you girls have talked about, but I'm sure won't be the last. Anyway, I love parts of the Caribbean franchise and ride. And the ride. Ranking my favorite ones are Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man Tells No Tales, At World End, Dead Man's uh, Chest, and On Stranger Tides. Uh, it would have been better if uh, if they would have let it end on the third one, but glad they came back with um, uh, the Dead Men yeah. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah. Yeah. Money, money, dear boy. Yes. <laughs> you think they were gonna? They were gonna close the book on a cash cow like that? Yeah, especially and when they're so, like, especially when they're like, wait, we can get Penelope Cruz and give you about them in the same movie? Absolutely. <laughs> Sign us up. When do we start? <laughs> Uh, says, I think the only character I love in the franchise is Mr. Gibbs. I was also surprised that the guy who played Grumpy on Once Upon a Time was the medium short guy. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and, and anyway, yeah, you never, yeah, you followed him on Twitter, he often talks about pirates yes. and Once Upon a Time at the same time. Yep. Oh, I do like Mr. Gibbs. I got to uh, have a quick chat with. Uh, him at a con and 
that was before the fifth movie was due to come out and i was like are we going to see mr gibbs again he's like yep (laughs) awesome by then it was pretty much a foregone conclusion he really wasn't spoiling me anything so yeah oh you know mr gibbs the only sane man in that crew yeah really Uh, anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean isn't the first Disney movie based on a Disney attraction. In 1997, on the wonderful world of Disney, there's a movie based on the Tower of Terror called Tower of Terror with Steven Gutenberg and Kristen Dunster. I remember I, that. I yeah. vaguely remember that. Yeah, uh, I, I, well, I remember watching I it. Do I remember the plot? Not really. <laughs> but I, I remember it was, it was heavily advertised on Disney Channel, even though it was going to mm-hmm. be on ABC, but... It was like, everyone go watch this thing. And I remember watching it and I don't really remember the plot. I mean, I remember the plot of the actual ride more than I remember the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because the ride is memorable. This movie was not. Yep. Uh, anyway, points for trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, there, now there's going to be a remake. It's going to be directed by Taika Waititi and Scarlett Johansson is producing it. Now really? that we jump, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, thought, mean, I thought Disney and and ScarJo were on the outs, but maybe 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 they sent her a fruit basket in the. In maybe. Basket. Well, I mean, she can produce because then that just means I she can money. <laughs> Doesn't mean she's got to be oh, in it. <laughs> that is true. Enough. All right. Carry on. Now- Yep. Now that we've done parts, I will wait patiently for other movies based on Disney parks for you to do for you girls to talk about, like Jungle Cruise and the Haunted Mansion, both 2003 and 2023 versions. Plus the Country Bears. What is wrong with the Country Bears movie? It's a cute movie. It's cute. It's also, I don't know, bonkers. A little bonkers. (laughs) I really don't know. Okay. Jerry Bruckheimer produced the Pirates. He didn't produce it. Now I'm doubting myself. It it definitely it definitely depends on who's in who's in charge and who's doing what because obviously the Pirates movie could have been a complete disaster or mm-hmm. you know just not as it, it could have like gone nowhere like those other ones those other ride to movie things went but mm-hmm. out of all of them that was the one that did the best and the others are just kind of like eh, they were there it was yeah fine i think it really comes down to are they taking just like the vibe of the attraction and using that as like you know the basis of like you know your production design and all that because that's what they did with pirates and then there's a little easter eggs that are nice references to the attraction but if you've never even ridden the attraction it doesn't matter because they're still very entertaining and it looks really cool you know it's really great characters and costumes and the soundtrack and all that stuff but then some of them they try to make them a bit too literal like taking the actual attraction and trying to turn it into a film yeah that doesn't quite work for some of them so yeah well and also now that i think about it is pirates is it i mean like we said it's 20 years old or Mm -hmm. oh yeah it is 20 years old 
Yeah. And that movie, it holds up. It it is one of those movies that's like they like it could have been released last week. And mm-hmm. Haunted the Haunted Mansion, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion and the Country Bears movie are very much you know, they're they're time capsules. They are they are early two thousand you know, late nineties, early two thousands movies and it shows. Not that that's a mm-hmm. bad thing necessarily, but it's not something you're gonna go back to and like, oh, this is like such a timeless movie and I mean, because the, the, the attractions, they've been around for years and years and years and years, and people still go to them, and, and they love them and, and all of that, but the but the movies are very dated. Mm-hmm. But Pirates is not. So I think that's why that one has staying power, and those other ones, it's like, oh, you know, Eddie Murphy is a, what was he? He wasn't a realtor, was he? I, see, I don't even remember. I just remember crazy Eddie Murphy antics, and... yeah. Not much else. Yeah. And Country Bears, it was, they were trying to make them, uh, you know, a pop group. And, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd had, we'd already had like Josie and the Pussycats at that point and uh, the Spi- uh, Spice World and Jim hadn't come out yet at that point, but it's, you know, very much in that they're trying to do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, eh, okay. I didn't. I didn't say it was terrible. It's just like compared to pirates. Yeah, pirates is the better one. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's just the same with the Haunted Mansion and the Jungle Cruise. Which, yeah, the Jungle Cruise movie, not bad because they went the same kind of route as pirates, where they just mm-hmm. took like, the vibe and went with that. And build a story around that. So, um, so they may, may need to watch out for the the country bears part of the irony uh, that you know we we talked about the last week about you know yeah. them updating the, uh, the the country bears and then today part of the Magic Kingdom had to close because an actual bear had found its way into the park and was in a tree. (laughs) (laughs) So that they had to close off that area of the park so that no one would spook it. And of course, all the Disney fans are like, oh, it's just auditioning for the new country bear. (laughs) Or it's protesting one of the two, depending on who the person was. (laughs) But just like, <sighs> oh, of all the things! So that was fun in the Disney fandom today to to watch that unfold, and yeah, people will be like, "There's a actual bear in the Magic Kingdom." So it was up a tree. Oh I believe that I believe the situation has been resolved. Uh, well, that's, that, that's but, good. But but still, that was that, that was funny. Uh, so I, I would make a joke about him going after a picnic basket, but I, that's the wrong studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh so it's, also fun- it's also funny that this movie, Return of the King, came out in 2003, and they both have Orlando Bloom in it. Like I said, he, he knows where yeah. his bread is buttered. Uh, he does indeed. Get that Lord of the Rings and Disney money. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I thought the second or third one came out, my middle school went to see a parody play Pirates at our local dinner theater here in Utah, and it was hilarious. <laughs> that oh, yeah, it was a Pirates of the Great Salt Lake, if I 
remember. <laughs> I didn't go to see it, but I remember. Yeah, but there's a couple of those around here. <laughs> Desert funny. Star and the Off Broadway Theater. They're like parody, well, like theater groups. It's it's community theater, so it's not like you know, it's all volunteers. But I've been to Off Broadway Theater, and they do some fun <laughs> But yeah, Desert Star is pretty good too. They're a little more. Um, yeah, they actually do like dinner theater and stuff. Nice. Yeah, they, they do these uh, copyright compliant parodies. It's, it's <laughs> well, that's a nice thing about parody is uh, mm-hmm. the rules are very flexible when it comes to copyright when it's parody. This, so. this is true. This is very true. This is why Saturday Night Live has been around for almost 50 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so me and my friend are going on a Disney trip one day and we're going to Disney bound as our favorite character. Also, I kind of wish they did a movie of the Indiana Jones ride, which was going to be great, and it should have been the fifth movie or fourth movie. <laughs> well, now because we have Indiana Jones, so we're good. Yeah. yeah. So the Indiana the Indiana Jones ride is great the way it is, and yep. the yep. Indiana Jones movie franchise is what it is, and we're just gonna leave both alone. Let's just let's just not mess with Indy anymore. I think he's been through enough. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, Poor Doctor Jones. Yeah. Like I'm uh, going to pretend that uh, he and Marion got married and they lived happily ever after, and that is my head canon. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and yes, that that means I have to keep Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but I'm okay with that. Yep. Uh, let's see now going back to pirates i heard they were gonna do a remake of pirates but they stuck with the og franchise i wish they put red the pirate girl for in the upcoming six movie that was a thought at one point uh if anyone you've been on the attraction we wants the redhead but she's quite popular uh yeah but yeah she is actually a walk around character um at least at disneyland so um, I'm sure she and Jack have had some encounters. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I deserve that. No, that yeah, one. <laughs> that one he did deserve. Uh, I also heard they're trying to get Johnny Depp to come back for the upcoming films, but it's probably better without since he didn't return for the third Fantastic Beast film. Well, they're two different companies, so you know Warner Brothers can do what they do, yeah. and Disney can do what they do. So, yeah, I think they both. They, they all they all have other things they're dealing with currently so yeah it is all a moot point at, at the moment um about the dinosaur ride in disney parks there's an animated movie part of disney animated studios called dinosaur that came out in 2000 yes i remember i remember uh, that one too uh to pirates great yeah Groundbreaking thing, and it just kind of fizzled out and did nothing. I'm just like, oh, right. Yeah. The kids all be winners, kids. No, especially when you're Disney in the in the 2000s. It just, yep, just wasn't working, guys. Sorry, Mm. but we're we're being honest. Uh, she said Pirates was the first PG-13 movie. Uh, not the Black Cauldron. 
my question. Sure, she's talking about a PG, a PG-13 rating I don't think existed yet when the Black Cauldron came out. So no. I think well, that's a that's kind of a moot point anyway. PG, yeah, PG-13 came about because where people were all like... Because of Indiana Jones, it, actually. Yeah, Indiana Jones. <laughs> they're like, there's got to be something between PG and R that, you know, still does the job. But yep. yeah, um, but yeah, Pirates was the first PG-13 movie released under the Disney banner. As opposed to Touchstone. Touch, as opposed yeah, Touchstone or Hollywood Pictures. Think Hollywood Pictures. Yeah. Disney's lesser used, but it was still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Black Cauldron was the first PG animated. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Two different things. Yep. Uh, so the only Cherry Bruckheimer films I've seen besides Pirates and National Treasure are uh, the Titans, the CSI franchise, G-Force, Prince of Persia, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, Top Gun 1 and 2. If you girls are going to talk about National Treasure, make sure you talk about the TV series. Did you girls even know there was a TV series in National Treasure? Yes, I know. I have not watched it yet. I can't it, remember if you talked it about it. When you... a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the National Treasure TV series, I have heard it charitably described as a fart in the wind. <laughs> it came, it went, and no one cared. Yeah. But National uh, Treasure, so. excellent films. I, yes. I like me yes. Nick Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would not mind re- reviewing movies mm. uh, she just can't remember if you talked about when you girls at d23 in san diego comic-con last year and she's oh wait you girls didn't because i went back to re-listen to those episodes glad she knows what we talked about <laughs> that was that was a snap of the fingers like, <laughs> listen to that while i write out my comment oh wait yeah yeah <laughs> that always amuses me mostly because uh, well, but somebody's right. keeping track <laughs> Somebody, right? somebody has to keep us in line because yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I say stuff and I forget what I said two seconds after I said it. Yeah. <laughs> not that. Well, okay, maybe not that bad. Bad enough. Yeah. Uh, but she finishes and she says, "Also, at the Pirates of the Caribbean right at Disneyland, on top of the right, there's a suite." Hotel room only for VIP of Disneyland to stay. Yes, that is the dream suite. The equivalent of it's a Disneyland equivalent of the dream suite that they have in Cinderella's castle at the Magic Kingdom. But uh yeah, it is only for the V V V IPs. Uh or if you win, Disney will yeah. have occasional giveaways where you can win a stay either in the Cinderella Castle Suite or the sweet above pirates so that's also where club 33 is located at disneyland as well so which is really the, yep I, it's right it's right it's like it's in new it's in new orleans square okay some reason i thought it was like the, it like is a, it, a, the, like a back door on main street but maybe yeah, i guess i was wrong okay nope. club 33 is over in new orleans square so all right there's something new every day but or, is, you know. it is one of those where you kind of have to know where it is to look for the entrance which the entrance is really getting into an elevator <laughs> so uh, yeah but yeah 
yeah it's 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 marked but it's still it's kind of off and around mm-hmm. in a you know side area so you kind of have to go looking for it so yeah. but i i've, I've I yet to kind be, of i've yet to be inside club 33 i know people who have <laughs> so i was kind of, i guess i was kind of like imagining like you know you have to it's like some kind of 1920s speakeasy where you have to it like, kind of like, is it, it kind of is. A little thing at the door open, and they say, "Get what's the password." And in going. a way, it kind of is. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, you have to like ring the doorbell, and they have to come and mm-hmm. retrieve you and confirm your reservation. You got to make sure that you. They got to make sure that you followed the dress code. Yeah. Um, you're only allowed to take pictures up to a certain point, and then after, you got to put all phones and cameras away and be present in the moment so 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 no selfies or tiktoks nope nope no it is very cool that those things are kind of hidden right where you know all people are rushing from one place to the other and you've got a, a very exclusive hotel suite and a very exclusive restaurant that while you're waiting in line and writing Pirates of the Caribbean, it's above your heads, depending on where you are. So, how you say that, and I'm like picturing all the times I've been to the Pirates, like, okay, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, right. the Pirates in, in California, they were able to go below ground because they didn't have to worry about the yeah. water table as much. So, yeah, build on top. Yep. So, so, so it makes space. it makes me wonder. So, if there are any like super rich elite people who've been to both the Cinderella Suite and the, the oh, the, I'm the, sure there. I just want to know, like, which is the better one in your opinion? Or are they? <sighs> I mean, there's something about the castle. The fact that like mm-hmm. most of it is just facade. Yeah, and there's not actually a whole lot to do inside of it. You know, like there's the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique where they do the princess yeah. makeovers, and then there's the restaurant, and then that's kind of it. The rest of the castle is just, it's just a, a landmark. It's a prop. It's yeah. a prop. So uh, other than you know the bits that uh, Tinkerbell has to use to uh to get to her spot where she leaps off one of the high balconies during the fireworks um so but yeah other than other than that so being able to be although from what i've heard like i mean if you're if you love princesses and like cinderella and the whole idea of just like being treated like royalty the like the suite itself is just opulence turned up to 11 um but apparently like once you're in there to like sleep for the night it's kind of weird because it's like you don't really you don't really have like a view of the park or anything you're just kind of like okay i guess i'm sleeping here tonight (laughs) so i i would imagine just because of where it's located like it's because i mean there are hotels that Mm -hmm. are you know, at the park, but they're not like in the middle of all the attractions and all this stuff. And I'd be like, 
I am sleeping in the middle of this big touristy landmark where people are, you know, during the day are just running around, going to all their stuff and, and, you know, there's shops below me. And I don't know, it would just be, it would, I guess it would be kind of like sleeping in the Eiffel Tower. If there's, if there was a room up there or something like that, it's like, it's not, it's not something you would think of. Or, you know, sleeping in the Statue of Liberty or, you know, pick a pick a landmark that some yeah. place is known for that isn't where you would, isn't like this, like a hotel-ish type of thing. I just, yeah, like I, I, I could see it being a lot of fun. In fact, when I was little, I was like, oh, I want to go in the castle. And I was mildly disappointed to find out that you don't actually go in the castle for, yeah. well, at least not the one at Disneyland, because that's where I wanted to go. But yeah. Um, what yeah, you kind a, of can as Disneyland now because they do have a uh in yeah the lower area they have a little walkthrough area where it tells the story yeah. of Sleeping Beauty and there's the dragon mm -hmm. the Maleficent is in there so yeah I mean I, I guess later they added stuff but it's not like you can you know go up there there's all the hallways or you know there's not like shops yeah. in there and like I was like this is kind of small I imagined it being bigger yeah I guess but. But at the same time, it's just kind of it's just, it's just interesting to me, like what your what your perception is when from when you're little to then you you know when you're grown up and you see it, you're just kind of like, okay, it's that thing. That's the thing, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. But yeah, it's more a centerpiece than a than an actual building, I guess. Mm -hmm. But but then again, you know, sleeping above. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like there's a ride beneath me. That's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> the more the more you learn, the more you know. Mm -hmm. Pirates are just downstairs. Yep. I think I'd be more excited about that than being yeah. in the castle because I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna go ride pirates. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, now I'm kind of like, oh man, there was a missed opportunity when they had uh, the Tower of Terror. There should have been like a VIP suite up up in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alas. Oh. All right. Well, moving on to also technically. From the House of Mouse, this is Touchstone. Yeah, this so is at least Touchstone. And Vista Pictures. So you know, technically, we are uh, we are we are keeping it in the House of Mouse. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I'm rather excited about this. <laughs> I've just been like, I've been in a very musical mindset anyway. Like I've just had like yep. musicals on the brain. Uh, so uh, anytime that we can talk about one that I thoroughly enjoy uh, mm -hmm. is always a win. And I know this one's got, for some folks, it is a, a special place in their heart. Yes. Uh, because of the, the, the time period that it, that, that it and the sequel were released. Um, yeah. So, um, but we are, we are talking about Sister Act and Sister Act 2 back in the habit yep. and the sister act broadway musical so essentially yes. the sister act franchise uh <laughs> which is hilarious because um so i mentioned uh the off-broadway theater earlier they share uh they're they're 
they actually share a building with um, the Draper Community Theater, and uh, that's near where I work. My library is really close to their building, and I was driving home one night, and I knew we were gonna. And I, I'd actually watched the first sister. We watched first the first sister act, and I was just get. I was you know waiting for getting gonna go you know do the second one later, and I drove by their theater and the the in the community theater. They were advertising. They were putting on sister act this month. And I was like, there's your serendipity. There you go. I was like, it's a sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the sign is of, but there you go. So it's like, oh, man. I was like, I wish I had the time and the money to go, to go see that. Because I actually have not seen the stage musical. I have seen the first movie many, 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 many times. This was the first time I'd seen the sequel. Um, but it's it's a fun movie. It's just... It's one of those, it's like, yes, it is, it is, you you can tell it was made during a certain time period, but the first Mm -hmm. one especially is very timeless. I mean, mostly because it, most of it takes place in a, in a convent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the setting, yes, there's a lot of, you know, the nineties and stuff in when they go to the the casino and at the, the, the precinct and whatever, but it's like, these are, these are nuns doing what nuns do. They are. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're trying to help their their community, and obviously the the people out there, very '90s, and it's uh, that very inner city kind of grunge look that I that was very that, that was that was the hot thing back then. And so there's like, yes, it is. There's a lot of of its time, but also a lot of timelessness to it, where it's it's just a fun and interesting story. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the music, the music slaps, like, honestly. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it's yeah. kind of funny, I, yeah. Yeah, because I, I have, I have a, uh, a, you know, a dedicated, like, musical playlist on, on Spotify, you know, and it's both Broadway film, mm-hmm. you know, music, and the finale from the first movie the performance for the pope mm-hmm. it just like every time i listen to it i just get goosebumps because it just slaps so hard <laughs> 20 years later I'm like this is so good <laughs> well it's like i don't know why i always forget that they, they're performing for the pope at the end because like i just like i said i've seen this movie a lot and i'm like oh right the pope is coming to to see their choir because you know word had got to the vatican that there was this, there was this, this, this choir in this uh, convent in, in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just doing some amazing work, and he wanted to come see him. And then just kind of like, oh, oh, right, that was a thing. Because I just, I just remember the, the, the ending, the end, the, the that finale, the song. That <laughs> it's just, it's so great. It's so wonderful, and. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part about this, about the first movie especially, is because you know you have that that opening scene where you know it has Dolores as a young girl and she's going to a Catholic school and mm-hmm. she is very much not into it and she's you know you know the now the twelve apostles John Paul George and Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, because I remember the first time I saw this, I was I was fairly young, and like she starts naming off the apostles. I'm like, I don't remember an apostle named George, and then she says Ringo. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then so so you know definitely she's not not into the whole religion sort of thing. And then you know it flashes, you know flashes forward to 
too she's an adult oh, yeah because the, like, the sister yeah. is all yeah the sister starts yeah. admonishing her like you're just absolutely hopeless you know there's you know do you know uh-huh. what happens to girls like you and flash forward and she's a lounge singer in reno of all places reno, which not, is not even vegas yeah reno <laughs> yeah. Which, you know which it, funny is that little girl that plays young dolores uh-huh. plays a uh crap um now i'm blanking on on whoopi goldberg the character she plays on star trek on on next gen oh a guinan uh, a guinan yeah a because that girl plays young guinan on star oh, trek as go. well so she just plays young whoopi gold whoopi goldberg in the early 90s hey. essentially hey, so go. yeah that's a good well, gig if you can get yeah. it so. <laughs> so i mean i mean this this the, the joke of like you're never gonna amount you know you know what happens to girls like you it works on so many levels because yes she's a lounge singer but she's in reno and if you yeah. know anything about you know nevada um the whole state is either vegas or reno and the rest is just there's nothing out there or you know it's mm-hmm. all just desert farmland and, and all that kind of stuff and reno is kind of well, I, okay it's been, yeah, it's, better, it's become better it's better since it's, it's, it's gotten better since then but reno is kind of the armpit of, yeah i would say of, performing in reno is like the equivalent is if you wanted to try to make it on broadway but you ended up in new jersey instead Pretty much, pretty much. And then if you really suck, you end up in Wendover, which is a little town that is on the Utah-Nevada border, and like half of it is casinos, and, and but like there's like three or four casinos nowhere near Vegas, and then the Utah side is like not much. There's a subway mm. <laughs> at a high school. Um, so, so, you know, it's like, but, you know, they advertise very heavily in Salt Lake City because it's a it's like an hour and a half drive, so it's like you don't want to go all the way to Vegas. You can get to gamble. You can go out to, to Wendover. Um, but yeah, Wendover and Reno are kind of mirrors of each other a little bit, except Wendover's a lot smaller. But yeah, Reno is not considered. Oh, I've made the big time. Whereas in Vegas, you know, there's you know, there's those, those you know, there's Siegfried and Roy, there's Cirque du Soleil. There's all I mean, that's what you know, it's it's where the yeah. Rat Pack performed. You know, yeah. You know, and, and, yeah, and, you, you know, and, and you all see, the, all those guys, yeah. and so there's and a bit there's the, a bit more class when it comes to Las Vegas. Yeah, but Reno is just like so so yeah so she is so she is not doing and then you, then you see then you can see like the the play the people that she's performing for and she's doing a good, you know she's trying to do a good job singing her heart out and you can, can tell she's doing she loves it but it's just you know her her audience is just it's not even it is not even like you know she's like in a theater or anything it's a dinky little stage with gambling machines wrapped all the way around it so people are more concerned about playing video poker pretty much and they're looking down pushing buttons and meanwhile you know dolores is up there with her her backup singers yeah and you know she even i like i like when they're like yeah they're doing their their medley of all the songs that we're going to hear you know churchized uh-huh. later um <laughs> and by the time she gets to the last one she's like you don't care you're not paying attention let's get out of here. no let's, let's let's get out of here and yeah and, you know then then her you know her boyfriend acts like oh i gave you i gave you this i gave you you know put your name in lights and all these things and you know you see the marquee 
and what what the group name is and later you know after she's in hiding he's just got another group and they just changed the name ever so slightly mm-hmm. so he's just replaced her with whoever you know can can cozy up to him but it's just like you're a you're 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 uh your boyfriend is a mob boss in Reno. Like, yeah, this is kind of pathetic. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Overall, which which adds which you know, so so yes, she's not very religious, and yes, she ends up being a lounge singer in a casino, but she's in Reno, you know, and her mob bo- her, her mob boss boyfriend is just you know, it's like this is this is nothing. This is who is is, is so married. Beautiful. Her married, married. Yes, my boyfriend. Right. God love Harvey Keitel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, her married my yeah. boyfriend who refuses to leave his wife and says that he can't because he went to church to confess that he was having an affair. It was told if he divorced his wife, he would go to hell. Uh, which I believe and I'm just pretty like- much none of what he says about that entire exchange. <laughs> yeah i'm just kind of like and you ain't going to hell for everything else you've done yeah <laughs> like, dude, dude, like meanwhile dude. dolores has to go into hiding because she watches you shoot someone so yeah real real uh you know real winner pillar there. society <laughs> right <laughs> poor dolores and that's probably why that flashback is there it's like i i, I really did it's like I, I am regretting my life choices. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, then she runs off. So she runs to the police, and they've been trying to get get Vince on something. And so mm-hmm. finally, they have a witness, but they have to, you know, get a court date. And so, but they got so they got to hide her before, you know, they find her. And where's the last place they're gonna look for? In a convent in and San she, Francisco. Not, in San Francisco, and it's not that, and it's not that she's going to go hide in a convent because, you know, you know, convents throughout history have been a sanctuary for all kinds of people, but they're going to insist that she, you know, pose as a nun. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, all, she must you, assimilate. You know, yeah, she must assimilate. She has, and, and it's You just, will be assimilated, just, Dolores. Yeah, and you're going to be Sister Mary Clarence, and you're going to be a very progressive uh order and just all these things but i mean the, you know you've yeah. got the 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 the, the cast i mean because mm-hmm. when this movie was originally the uh the guy who wrote the script had it written in the late 80s and they wanted bet midler to play the role ah. and bet midler was like no nobody wants to see me as a nun uh <laughs> so eventually Whoopi Goldberg signed on, and then the script through went a crap ton of rewrites, uh, having you know various uh, you know script doctors take a look at it, uh, including Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher helped doctor the script, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, some of the bits that you find find extremely funny probably have Carrie. Some uh, has something to do with Carrie, <laughs> probably. Uh, and it got to the point. Yeah, it got to the point where it no longer resembled the original script. So the guy that wrote the original script decided that he wanted his he wanted his credit in the form of a pseudonym. He didn't want his actual name on it. 
months. Ah, they changed it so much. Of course, then the movie became very successful. So, um, but you know, you've got Whoopi Goldberg, who you know at this point she was a, a, a good, good sized star at oh, this yeah. point in the in the in her time. Um, yep. Yeah, she she'd won an Oscar in '90 for Ghost. Uh, you know, so she was she was on the upswing as far as her stardom mm-hmm. was concerned. And then you get people like Dame Maggie Smith as the yes. Reverend Mother, who is absolutely yeah, you know, is her playing this role, I would probably guess had something to do with her getting the role as Professor McGonagall in Harry Potter. Oh, probably. <laughs> it, it, that is that is possible that and um Oh, the lady in Secret Garden. I cannot remember her 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 name now, but she played the 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 strict housekeeper there too. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so funny. I'm like, you know, I'm watching this movie, and I've got you know Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you know, playing foil to 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 Maggie Smith, and I'm just like, this is so much fun. And what I love about this movie the most, and I think this is why it was so successful. Is like you've got people who, you know, maybe they're Catholic or, you know, maybe they went to Catholic school, maybe they didn't. Or maybe, you know, you know, they're religious or they were religious. So they, they kind of they kind of get the jokes. They get the culture. Mm-hmm. They get the inside stuff. Then you got people who are currently, you know, involved in a church of, of some kind and, and whether it's Catholicism or not. And it's just kind of like, hey, you're not portraying us as, you know, backward old-fashioned whatever that sometimes gets portrayed you like you know you're, you're actually saying like hey we you know you know we we want we want these these women to go out and you know help the community that's what we're supposed to do um but also it can be very you know it, it's very you know there, there's a lot of things in there that as far as like religion is concerned it's kind of like you know you want to go out and help and be a part of the community you also you know have your standards that you like you don't want to compromise those and go you because know, because Reverend Mother talks about, you know, she's protecting the the sisters that are in, in the convent and things and like the neighborhood they're point. in is is, yeah. is supposed to be rough. Which yeah. it, at the time actually it wasn't. They had to dress down oh, some uh, of the well, shops outside across the street uh, from I'm, the, the, gonna, the church that they I, used. I doubt that the studio would have said, "Oh yeah, go into like the roughest ever neighborhood." Yeah, um, it was. This was a this was yeah. an upper middle class neighborhood at the time. Yeah. I can't speak for it now because it's San Francisco, right. and unfortunately, San Francisco is hit and miss. Uh, yeah, I love San Francisco. I've been there several times. The city, you're great. You're so you're such a good melt uh, uh, representation of the melting pot that is this country. So it's like there's a little bit of everything for everybody, and it's really culturally diverse, which is so much fun to go and explore. You could go to like Chinatown on one day, and you know, little Korea and another, and experience all sorts of all sorts of things. But yeah, it's the the city itself is not. It's not in the best shape and a lot it's not the best economically it is one of the most expensive cities in the country so if unless you can afford it yeah unless you can afford it you are 
not doing well, unfortunately. So, yeah. well, and it it's kind of funny because I'll I'll tell I'll tell you the story. So I I I've talked a lot about how I you know lived around in Jacksonville, Gainesville for a while. I was actually on my mission for my church that was back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and. You know, when when you're a full time missionary, and it's it's not the same as being a nun. I'm not equating it, but there are some similarities. And one of those things is like you go everywhere, you talk to everybody, and you you know you, you try to teach them about about religion, about the gospel. You know, bring them to Jesus, basically. Mm-hmm. And the funniest, one of the funniest things, that I, and Jacksonville's got a, a fair number of rough areas and the surrounding communities. And one of the places I was, it was actually one of the last one uh, towards the end of my service. Um, there was a neighborhood that was, it was a little rough around the edges, but they were so much fun to talk to. And they loved, they, they loved talking to us because we were the church girls mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like we would have good conversations with them. I mean, whether or not, you know, they came to church or whatever is irrelevant, but you know, we had a good, good opportunity to kind of like help them out do you know do some service for them and things like that whereas and then there was one time we were we had gone to church one Sunday and one of the one of the congregation come up to us like sisters I saw you coming out of there are you supposed to be in there like well we're teaching somebody over there of course we need to go go talk to them but they were just I mean they were the 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 the, you know the the members were concerned for our safety which was really sweet of them but I'm kind of like, you know, if anyone did try to mess with us, I think we would have some uh, some some backup on our side just because, mm-hmm. you know, we just we'd gone in there with the intention of, hey, you know, we want to love and and you know help, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we can do to help. We just want to talk. We want to be friends. And, you know, if there is, and not everybody wants to talk. And I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I, you know, look at me, I'm the best person ever, and I'm gonna. Say so I was like, no, there's only one, there's only one being in the universe who can do that. And I want to share his message with you. Was my, mm-hmm. was my, my, my stance on that. But it was just, it was, it was just so interesting to get to know some people that I would never have, have talked to otherwise, just because I, what, what, you know, what business would I would have, would I have had going, going out there and that kind of thing and putting your, yourself in the position of hey you know i you know these are you know these this, you know my beliefs are i have something good that i want to share and it is the love of god and the love of 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 the savior and that kind of thing so it was so like i'm watching these this movie and these these nuns these women going out and you know getting to know the kids getting to know the community like playing basketball and and you know they're 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 paint you know doing uh, they, they paint that um that car and a bunch mm-hmm. of other things and they're, like, they're getting the music going in the church and I'm like oh my gosh this so reminds me of all these things that, that we have done like I mean we didn't do a choir but sometimes we have basketball on Saturdays with mm-hmm. with people and, and that kind of thing so I'm just like oh this is this is it's just one of those things it's like you know our the missionaries in our church like that's the kind of thing that that, that we send these kids out to go do and I say kids because they go out when they're like 18 19 I went when I was 23 so a little older but it was you know it just it gave me the warm fuzzies and it's like hey we're all we're, we've all got the same goal we've all got the same you know kindness and goodness in our hearts and you know there's maybe we differ on on points of doctrine but at the end of the day you know we're all we're all we're all 
serving the, you know the same the same god the same the same loving and caring person. I didn't mean to get religious all up in there, yeah. but heck, we're talking about Sister Act and a bunch of nuns yes. who, who are singing praises to the Most High. So I was like, you know, yeah. it, oh, it, it yeah. got me a little nostalgic this time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and when I was when I was a kid and, you know, going to church all the time because I didn't have a choice in the matter, uh, but one of the activities that I did on the regular and uh was be in the in the church choir you know we had a we had a we had a a full adult choir which my dad was part of for the longest time um but then we had a children's choir as well um and uh there's just something you know even even if you take religion out of it there's something about the something about the power of music mm-hmm. that speaks to people yeah. and um can bring people together because it you know it's it kind of cliche but i think it's true his music is kind of the universal language even if you mm-hmm. even if you don't understand what the lyrics are being said the music you know the the instruments yeah. and the you know and the feeling of it that mm-hmm. non-tangible uh stuff you know gets can get to you in ways that are kind of hard to kind of articulate but i mean when dolores takes over the choir much to sister mary ledger's chagrin um (laughs) and you know the 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 ladies of the choir are like oh absolutely you know absolutely please help us we know we're terrible um which they're actually not they're just they disorganized just, they, they just need a little direction and a little yeah like, they okay, just need a little direction like yeah. they they can carry a tune it's just mm-hmm. like they you know they've got like their altos and their sopranos all mixed up and you know that's yeah. the way the choir's supposed to be arranged and they're not mm-hmm. listening to each other to make sure that they're staying on beat and some people are way more enthusiastic than others i love kathy and jimmy in this role <laughs> oh i know he's i know so, he's just so he's like I, you know they just they, they want to they want to no, they they want to do their best, but it's just like, hey, how how do how do we do how do we do that? How do we yeah. harness that talent? Which is, you know, it's 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 what it's kind of the lifeblood of the story of the movie. Other, I mean, the the situation that Dolores is in is like, oh, I've got to hide out in this convent. Well, so my my murdering boyfriend, ex boyfriend at this point, obviously mm-hmm. doesn't find me, and it takes her a while to to warm up to the other to the other nuns in the convent but after a while she's like i you know we worked hard together like when you work on something like that and you see people but like you like if you have a a bit of expertise and you teach somebody because you know dolores is good with music and you teach somebody something and you've worked hard for something and you you know you want to see it succeed and you you get that closeness it's like it's that that being on a, a on a team kind of mm-hmm. things like look look at all this that we we're doing and, and even though she's like not eager to be there at first by the time that you know it's time for her to be to, to leave like these women are her best friends mm-hmm. and they they, they they do anything for her, as evidenced by 
<laughs> the ending. <laughs> yeah. A helicopter and, and guilt uh, the pilot. Guilt the pilot to fly them to Reno. <laughs> to Reno. <laughs> so they can help her. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so perfect. It's so ridiculous, but I'm like, honestly, I could see something like this happening in real life. Yeah. Well, I and mean, what I love, yeah. What yeah. I, and also what I love is, you know, cause we get that opening sequence, you know, of, of young Dolores being a, you know, kind of a little shit in Catholic school. Um, mm -hmm. and uh you know it's like oh when are you gonna grow up to be and we see you know she's just kind of just you know <laughs> nothing singer in reno and you're like oh you know whatever but when she gets to the convent and gets involved with the choir you learn that she's not just a you know a singer looking for stardom she actually is very smart when it comes to music yes. like she knows you know what Mm -hmm. notes you know to get them to yep. to learn to sing harmonizing you know she knows what notes mm -hmm. to tell the piano player and how to arrange you know the different vocalists you know sopranos here uh -huh. altos there uh you know yeah, she obviously them all the techniques yeah she like obviously yeah she yeah she teaches that i mean their performances she obviously does like the music arrangement so mm -hmm. it's not that she's just a singer. She's actually a very talented musician. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but I think that's maybe something that's slightly overlooked. And then she takes that even further in the sequel. Yes. That you is know. true. But, so. uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just great. Cause it's kind of like, you know, she was looking for a place and she found it in, I mean, I mean, we, we've heard this trope before, you know, like you, you find it in the place you least expect or the least likely Mm -hmm. because of, uh, whatever situation but it's just it's just a great great movie it's like there's two there's you know two schools of thought that are seem to be so opposite each other and there's actually some common ground there that they and they all become friends and even with i mean even in the sequel when you know they're they're serving lunch or yeah, with, with all the other teachers and dolores is like oh gosh i forgot about the food <laughs> yeah so like she doesn't like go all the way back to her to her attitude from the first movie but still there's still some things she's like no i can't do this yeah like this is not gonna <laughs> although yeah the, 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 the guy that the cook he he he, he yeah. knows how to cook he just only know he is he only is, knows uh, one recipe he only knows a certain you know style yeah. of of cooking which you know i love german food you know i love yes. myself a bratwurst and some sauerkraut and some spätzle as much as the next person i have german roots um mm -hmm. liverwurst not, not so much <laughs> but but it is very rich and heavy food and it's not something you want to eat three square square meals a day yeah. In fact, I, I think I think if if this if this movie had wanted if the second I mean, we kind of we kind of slid into the sequel a little bit if the sequel wanted to take a different tack it would have been somebody who's hiding out you know a, 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 a an accomplished chef who needs to hide out in in, in, yeah. in, a, in a Catholic school and you know teach the teach the cook how to <laughs> what to do how to yeah. it would it would have been ratatouille but with with 
with nuns and monks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, having someone who knows his way or, uh, you know, a way around a, a wiener um, comes in handy when you're needing to do a fundraiser and, you know, selling hot dogs to the community is a good way to that do that. Is, so. Yeah, that is true, too. That is true, too. And, so, you know, at least that, that yeah um, i'm sure they yeah, were halfway so decent I, yeah and it was it was for a good cause i mean who doesn't who doesn't want to you know support the the school choir going to a competition yeah yeah so uh, yeah so um, anyway so yeah so sister act first one lots of fun great music i i always i always i'm always reminded of uh the the idea that that some that some Christian music, uh, you can't tell is it a love song or, or a song of praise, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it can be both, as as is demonstrated in this in that movie. Yeah. Um, well, obviously not all of the nuns, you know, some of them, uh, especially the older ones, you know, if they got their calling early in life, they've probably lived a very sequestered yeah. life. It sounds like you know Mary Lazarus. You know, she came from a convent where you didn't wear shoes and didn't have electricity. Yeah, you know, like Amish nuns almost. Yeah, uh, you know, survivalist nuns. Uh, <laughs> is kind of what it sounds like. Uh, but yeah. as we learn, when um, Sister Mary Robert and Sister and Mary Patrick sneak off, when Dolores sneaks out, and you know, Kathy to Jimmy is like, oh, just what, you know, a jukebox, just one song. And she's like, I love this song. And it's, it's not a song I know, but it's obviously a pop song. So mm-hmm. she is, a, you know, at least some of them are aware of popular music. Right. And, but that does not mean that you can't take something that is a popular song and change mm-hmm. the style of it. And, yeah. And turn it into something that's still you know appropriate mm-hmm. as much as you know the reverend mother complains after that first performance she's like Booking, looking in the, in the pews. <laughs> i was like oh okay reverend mother showing your age boogie <laughs> woogie um but the thing is well, it's you like know, you, you figure you figure the nuns they were they were young once and yeah you, know, you don't join join the sisterhood until you know you're little older and so you probably have had some experience with things like that so okay yeah but the you know the fact that their first performance with dolores leading them is so good that it literally you know it probably the fact that they had you know uh their roof was desperately needing repairs probably helped with the sound getting out into the street to yes. get the people to come in but the fact that it sounded so interesting even though they were singing a traditional hymn uh you know they're singing latin in that song uh yep but you, know, you got sister mary lazarus essentially rapping in latin uh <laughs> kind of um but it just sounds it sounds so interesting and good that it's mm-hmm. literally bringing people in from the streets. Yeah, you see, the the you know the the Monsignor, you know, he's mm-hmm. just like you know gesturing like, "No, come on in. You're welcome." Come on here. in. 
Yeah, and that's what they've been trying to do. It's not it's not a oh, you know, you stay out cuz maybe you're not dressed right or you don't have what you know, insert inserts the cliche here of you mm-hmm. know, I'm not welcome in church and it's kind of like no, you very much are. Like come in here and sometimes um and I and I feel like I feel like churches have gotten better at this, but there are sometimes it's like you know, we you know we, we kind of try a little too hard, and we talk, come off as "How do you do, fellow kids?" Mm-hmm. But then there are people, and I and I think it's a talent to to you know get that sort of church message, the, the gospel message, across in a way that people will listen and and respond to. And I think people are really good. There's there's certain people who are really good at that, and then there are people who are really bad at it. And their heart's in the right place. Bless them for trying, but it's not like, yeah. no, 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 brother, no sister. Let's just we'll let we'll let these guys like let's let's focus on your talent here, and they've got a talent for this. And it's sort of, um, but I feel like in this movie, in this scenario, it's like you know this shows Dolores. Uh, this is this is her her talent is like she can get to people, get to she understands people, and she really understands like what what it is that they respond to and mm-hmm. putting that in a in a context of well you know this is something that's going to help you you know and whether anyway you still you still get to decide if you're going to participate but this is this is what we're trying to tell you and you know and try not to come off as preachy and and I, I really admire people like that who can Take a take a message that maybe isn't popular, maybe isn't something you want to hear, but you know, but you know, frame it in a way that's like, look, you know, this is, you know, this is something important, and this is something that can help you if you let it. And you know, maybe you are looking for something. I don't know, but come and see if this is if this is something that that you're. That, that is going to help you. And maybe some of the things you've heard about it, maybe you aren't quite as accurate as maybe you think. Maybe we're not stodgy and boring and stuffy and just mm-hmm. have really, you know, nuns who can't sing. You know, maybe we can have a little fun. You know, we're supposed to, you're supposed to be joyful. You know, and I just, that's one of the things I love about this movie is like, you're being, they're being joyful. And, and, uh, and kind of, and communicating that to, to the people that they're, that they've been, that they're that they're there to serve. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It gets it gets a lot of fun. And you know, Dolores, she has her she has her moments and just mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> but she's still herself. Like she's still still got that still kinda got that edge to her that that that, that doesn't go go away completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like, me personally, I always enjoyed the you know, church service when we did you know more contemporary type music because it's like you can only you can only sing how great thou art so many times i'm i'm gonna be honest yeah that's one of the hymns that just exhausts me <laughs> yes yeah, so it's like yeah. yeah. Anytime that we got the opportunity to sing something a bit more uh more contemporary instead of just your usual hymn I was yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. hard enough drag, dragging your butt out of bed on a Sunday morning for church as it is. And then you're just like, Eddie Izzard has a, you know, a, a bit mm-hmm. in one of, in one of their stand up specials about, you know, people in, 
specifically talk about the Church of England, but really you can apply it to almost any church. Oh, um, I'm sure. In a, in, a, in a first world country where people are just like, hey, be, hey, you know, it's just like, it's so dreary, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll admit it, I'll admit it, I've, I've been one of those, it's just kind of like, and, and you know, the congregation is singing, and there's that one who's just really trying so hard, it's like, oh, but you really shouldn't, friend. It's mm-hmm. like, I know, I, I know you want to, I know you want to participate, you want to do this, but maybe, maybe a little. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is, and I, I honestly, although I, I do think, I mean, it used to be that Christian music was kind of like, and some of it still is, but I think it's improved a lot. And that I, I know, I know I, I've got I've got some songs on my on my playlist that are gospel songs. But I'm like, dang, this like this one really bops. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's great. And so it's and it, but you know, and then it conveys it conveys the message that it's trying to send. And it's just just it feels good. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's a good time. So, yeah. like I said, if there's those people that can just that that know that can just do it really well. Mm-hmm. Reach people who, uh, you know, maybe they just maybe they just need to to hear it a different way. Mm-hmm. And and that's yeah. that's that's what happens, you know. Is a yeah, you know, Dolores could see these these, these these ragtag group of nuns, uh, yeah. to to you know come together and show that they've got they've got. A little something something and it ends up that the pope yeah. is like yeah i'm gonna visit this church and i want them to perform for me and then, then yeah, it's like ah yeah. okay uh and, yeah and then reverend mother kind of a big deal uh, and everyone's like no because this is what's working let's do what's working yeah you know yeah yeah it's it it's it's great it's awesome. yeah the sequel which is not bad it's 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 its own thing yeah i kind of feel like um like like i said this is the first time i've watched it in preparation for for talking about it on the podcast you know as many times i've seen the first one but the second one it kind of it definitely has more of that product of its time sort of thing to it because there were a lot of movies that were like about Oh, you know this this downtrodden group of students who they just need a little inspiration, and you know we're gonna follow our dreams, and and like you know you have the one girl uh, Rita, uh, played mm-hmm. by Lauren Hill. Um, mm-hmm. You know she, her mom was like, no, you can't sing ever, and this is like that. That's what you know destroys. Which your is father. really gonna... which is really funny after watching this yeah. the second uh-huh. one again after a while, and um. You know, when Rita and and her mom, you know, have the the, the yeah. argument when she finds out that that Rita's been participating in the school choir, which, okay, obviously they needed it for plot purposes. The 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 right. issue between Rita and her mom, and Rita going behind her mom's back and forging her signature on the permission slip so that she can go uh-huh. to the choir competition. But you know what? If if Rita and or Dolores, when she shows up at Rita's house, had told her mom that the quiet participation in the choir is part of her class and therefore part of her grade yes i don't uh, think yes. her mom would have argued as much i know well and it's kind of like uh, <laughs> uh, well you know this 
it, it's so funny. Like she's like, you gotta go study. You gotta study, 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 study. And I'm kind of like, well, this is part of the class. Um, and also, if you really want her to go to college, colleges look at extracurricular activities. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminded me of this was a Disney a Disney Channel movie years ago uh, called The Luck of the Irish. I don't know if anyone remembers that one. Um, where the girl, okay, so that you know, it's the, there's the, the boy's the main character, but he's got this girl that, that's his friend and is his classmate, and like her parents won't let her go out for the basketball team because she needs to study and get good grades and whatever. Well, then at the end, the boy's grandfather, who's like you know this rich entrepreneur, because it, it Irish leprechaun luck shenanigans, or yeah. that's what the is about. <laughs> because but this, this Disney, part, because Disney. <laughs> Um, yeah. But like the grandpa, the, the boy's grandpa comes up to the, the girl's parents because they're like, where have you been? Because she's been on the big adventure with everybody. And he comes up and is like, oh, she's been interviewing for uh, for our you know, our company scholarship. We, she's got a bright future, except there's one thing that might keep her from getting the scholarship. She needs to be more well-rounded. Could you like, play a sport? And then her dad says, oh, yeah, she's going to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm kind of like, so I was thinking about that. I'm just kind of like, look, if you want your daughter to go to college, that is, and you know, and this was, you know, early 90s. This was a huge thing. Like college, college, college. That's what they pushed. And they were like, uh, but they, I'm like, but colleges want to see you have done other things other than just study. Yes, get the good grades. Yes, study. Yes, do well in school. But also do things like sports or clubs mm-hmm. or you know volunteering and, and things like that. It's like choir, that's perfect. I'm like music scholarship. I mean, obviously Rita's, you know, they they live in a in an area which is not very affluent and you know a lot of you know blue uh, you know blue collar you know parent mm-hmm. single parent working tons of jobs trying to make ends meet. It's like if you you know getting a scholarship of any kind would would be would go a long way and I'm like your daughter could get in on a music scholarship somewhere you know so it's like maybe you should you know as good as she is encourage her in this because that's mm-hmm. gonna, that's gonna help her out for sure and it you know and, may, and maybe she makes a career out of it maybe she doesn't but holy crap like I mean I had a roommate who was um she was on what did she do she she oh she she was on the uh, track and field team she was like discus throwing shot put and all stuff and like she it wasn't like she was like gonna go to the olympics or anything like that but she was in on a scholarship and she had her other studies mm-hmm. that she was and it's like that was a means to an end of doing that so it's kind of like so yeah i mean obviously this is you know for drama for plot reasons for all this other stuff but i'm just kind of like you know you're really kind of being unreasonable about this mom yeah like, I'm sorry I'm just, but this is yeah like Dolores shows up at her house and she's like, you know, yeah. she's like, I thought you could talk her back into and her mom's just like, uh-uh. And I'm like, tell her it's for her grades. And then her yes. mom will be like, yes, because I mean, that's exactly what Dolores did. It's bit, this class, you know, no, it never really had a proper class. So anybody who oh. took music essentially was guaranteed an A. Um Yeah. And they just and they call now it, Dolores comes in, she's like, Yeah. You're gonna to have to actually work for your grade, and but by, by and by that and we're I, gonna turn this class into a choir. It's like therefore being in the choir is part of your grade. Part of her grade. <laughs> yeah, but and then we like, wouldn't I, have the I, plot. I, I, so yeah, I know, I know. It's like it's all for drama and, and yeah. stuff, and there's always that 
you know, my parent doesn't understand me because when you're dealing with teenagers and drama, you got to have that, oh, yeah. the adults well, in then, my life, yeah. we don't get it, and we don't want to talk, and we don't get a um, whole lot of backstory but it like her dad no. wanted to be a musician and then he died and i was like wait a minute this is the plot of coco uh yes yes exactly <laughs> without exactly. the supernatural bits to it <laughs> right yeah so, and, and so like... yeah so it's kind of like it's just kind of interesting like like looking and there were there were a fair number of these movies back in the day like whether it was a theatrical or you know your after-school special made for tv movie oh yeah you know, the ragtag group of, of yeah. high school students who need an adult to yeah. come in and whip them into shape yeah. and they find they find some common ground in this case it's music and um, you know like you have like the yeah. oh, i don't know all the names of the movies like there was the one um uh crap that what's his face uh from Battlestar Galactica. He was also on Agents of Shell. Edward James Olmos. Uh, oh, he did, he yeah. did a, a a film like that. And then there's the one with mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer that the Coolio's mm-hmm. Gangsters Paradise comes from. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you but a I lot mean, of those, yeah. obviously, Edward James Olmos is different because he is Hispanic. But mm-hmm. a lot of those made for TV movies and like was like uh you know Hispanic class or African American usually some sort of minorities. And then the teacher that comes in and saves the day is white. So at least they diverted from the white savior trope because it's Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. You have an African-American right. come in mm-hmm. and be, you know, the, the reasonable the adult. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Holland's opus is kind of similar in the, mm. in the, like, all, well, I don't know. There's there's some beats to it, but yeah. Uh, but you know, you see this a lot in like sports movies. Uh, remember the Titans is yeah. Kind of, it, 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 it has the same kind of feel to it, although that one was more it was based on true events more or less. Mm-hmm. Favorite movies just gets but it, yeah. Know. But it, it's, it's a it's a it, very very common plot, especially yeah, yeah. in the 80s and 90s of very very much the, so. The, the, I mean that was kind that was almost kind of the the pseudo plot of boy meets world it's mr feeny yeah. you know yeah mr feeny comes in is like oh you you know you teenagers that are trying to figure life out you think you know everything that you really mm-hmm. don't but you're gonna you know push back against authority but then the authority figure actually turns out to be okay and we don't mm-hmm. you know we you know we we love we love him for what he does or you know she or whoever um but yeah that was very a very 90s thing and so i feel like you know this movie you know, after the success of the first one, the second, the sequel was going to happen. It was just like, well, what are, you know, how do we, you know, And it didn't it take so... long. The sequel was like, no. boom, the following year. Pretty much. And it kind of, it kind of <laughs> so. shows that they were like, oh, we better cobble something together. And it was like, okay, but why is Dolores, you know, being Sister Mary Clarence again? Because, you know, wouldn't they just like, hey, you know, we need a teacher when we know someone who would maybe be willing to do this. And, 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 and you know, and, and the, the tagline or not the tagline, the subtitle on this is "Back in the Habit." So obviously, mm-hmm. she's got as a nun. It's like, well, why is she that? Because in the first movie, it was it was for her own safety, and that added something to the story of yeah, you better stay and do this, even though you hate it, and even though you want to be anywhere else but here. But in this mm-hmm. movie, it's kind of like she's doing them a favor, but they can't let the principal know or the um, what was the guy, Mister Cripps. 
Chris. Oh, he he was just like the the I don't know the superintendent or something like the super like the equivalent of, a, of like the superintendent or yeah, yeah it was just kind like of the, a bureaucratic douchebag yeah I don't know but yeah. but yeah like well we can't we can't let her know that we can't let her know that we have a, a, a someone who isn't a nun teaching here I'm like well I mean I, I'm gonna be honest I've never attended a Catholic school so I don't and I I don't know the ins and outs but there is a Catholic school in the town where I where I work. And we, you know, as a library, we were supposed to reach out to the, all the schools in the area and like say, hey, these are the things we have. And a lot of the kids mm-hmm. come to the library. And, and this past summer, we had a girl who was, um, who had a summer job at the library because it was a, a teen. We call it the teen internship, but it's really a summer job. They get paid. It's all good. Anyway, her mom was like, what was she? She wasn't a teacher, but she was something at the school, like a, a school, the, the, the media, basically a school librarian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think she was a nun. <laughs> Obviously, she had a daughter. Um, but I was like, I don't, like, I, and maybe, and maybe the rules were different for this school. I don't know, but I'm just yeah. kind of like, <laughs> would it be okay to hire I, somebody who isn't necessarily, or like, I don't, I, like, I, I, would, I, have, no I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine that uh you know most places uh yeah I can't speak for catholic schools um that uh it's not so much that she was she's not an actual nun the fact that she's not an actual licensed teacher could be an well, issue okay. yeah that could be an issue but I'm just I'm just saying it I'm just kind of like okay you know you're bringing in like an expert like a like a guest yeah, you really like an adjunct professor, where you just kind of bring yeah. them in because they're, they're specialists in something they're or spe- in a topic. Specialized in something, and she's yeah. already she's she's already done it with the with their choir at the convent. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, she whipped a bunch of of uh, of uh, of mi- uh, misfit nuns into yeah. shape. Why can't she? Can't she whip a bunch of misfit teenagers into shape? And you know, and and it showed in the first movie she did have a connection mm-hmm. with kids in the area so it was like i mean i i can see why they would want to bring her in it you know as the plot demands but it's like i don't know that they really needed her to pose as a nun so much just because i, I mean obviously you know she she'd gotten record deals and she was a pretty big time singer by this point and she actually was headlining in vegas mm-hmm. which i love that line she's like i have i am not nor have i ever been a showgirl i am a headliner yeah, which I love that. I love that bit. It's like, yes, this is the difference. Um, but it's uh, and and maybe maybe there is that 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 element of oh, you performed in Vegas, so oh, no, that might not be good for public relations. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, yeah, considering Mr. Crisp like has no problem with the school getting closed down so he can retire early. And it sounds like almost maybe like he also may have some financial interest in the school closing yeah, down too. He, he had a mention of like, oh, you know, this land we can tear it down and build something else. Like that was mentioned briefly yeah. in passing, and I'm like, you douchebag. Um, yep. But it, I mean, bureaucrats. What are you gonna do? But yeah. Um, but yeah. So I'm like, I, I like the premise. I like the premise of of her coming in and and the nuns being like, hey, we need some help with these kids, and you know. And you have a history of doing this. You did it with us. You did it with our our old. And Dolores went to school there in the in the flashback oh, we see in the yes. first movie. That, it's that, that school. Right. That is true. It is that school. So. And yeah, that's right. She did talk about that. And I'm like, I, the only thing I don't 100 percent buy 
And that is the only reason that the sequel even exists is like I don't think that she really needed to be to 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 pose as a nun to to do this job. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's my that's my only real quibble with the movie. Everything else I think is great. And like you see the kids kind of like first at first you know they're playing pranks on her. They're not taking her seriously. And then she has to figure out you know how do I respond? How do I talk to them? How do I get them to respond? How do I you know get them to understand you know she sets expectations she sets rules and it's not that these kids chafe under rules it's like they they don't it's like they they don't if they don't feel like anybody has any expectations of them then they have no mm-hmm. reason to to do anything or they have other priorities yeah you know, again priorities. we don't get a whole lot of backstory for these kids we really, yeah, we really but like don't. there's the one there's the of... one kid we see that works at like a corner bodega and like yeah. he's working when he's not in class yeah so it's like you know he's when he's not in class and doing homework he's working trying to make money for his family because everybody else in his family never graduated high school so he's trying yeah. to break the cycle of you know, mm-hmm. lack of education in his family, yeah. and but it, yeah. But other than Rita, or, and I would you know with Rita, it's like everybody, all these other kids, all these other teenagers, like they're just kind of tropes. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, we need a kid that you know that works nights and goes to school. We need a kid who's you know basically a clone of Malcolm X. We need <laughs> a kid who you know we need we need we need the mean girls. Or, or you know someone who's like gonna be all mm, catty and whatever and we need you know the one who's like and, and so it's kind of like i kind of wish we would have gotten more with the kids because i feel like that's what the story is here i kind of feel like this movie it was one thing like somebody had an idea and then and someone's like oh let's take this script and make it sister act two and yeah. it wasn't that wasn't the intention the, the intent um originally I mean, it, it yeah. still ends up being fine. I don't dislike it, but I was like, there's some parts of it that I'm just kind of like, this doesn't really mesh well with what was in the first one. I'm yeah, it was, it, it was not nearly as successful as the first one, well, uh, but it, it with I mean, time, still, it, it is, it's, it's developed a cult following. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is, is to be expected of, of people of our generation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we like to do true. that. Uh, We're like, hey, all movies. these watched as kids, now, like, we, you know, we have jobs and money, and we can buy them, rent them, whatever, watch them, whatever we want. And, you know, it's sort of our, sort of our guilty pleasure, or not even really a guilty pleasure. So, yeah, I'm like, I don't dislike the sequel. I really, I, I do like that, you know, they go to the competition, and you see some of the other the other schools, the other choirs. And I think if this had been a different kind of movie, one of those, those choirs that were like really, really good, like that one that they said like, oh, they've won, you know, several years in a row. Like there, there would be somebody there who'd come over and like snipe at the at, at this school and at the, the kids that we're following. Like, oh, you know, what is, you know, what, what it will just be really rude to them, really, really catty. And there would be a little bit of rivalry there, but there wasn't, which I actually was okay with because even though when they announced the end, they're like, that that school got second place. And yeah, you could tell they were a little disappointed because they, they had won and they wanted to win again, but they mm-hmm. weren't little shits about it. And they weren't yeah. like protesting, protesting the judges or, or anything else like that. And they were, they were actually gracious in, in their, in losing to, um, to, St. Francis, yeah, that's that's um, 
So it was, it wasn't like, you know, the competition wasn't, Ooh, you know, we're all at each other's throats. It's we want to go compete and do our best. And mm-hmm. if we do, and, and, uh, and obviously then they end up with like the best choreography of all of them. Fancy that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a solid movie, and I and I like I like you know that you see the kids just kind of like come into their own. They they're like, hey, you know, this is our choir. We're gonna own it. We're gonna you know put some you know have some pride in what we're doing, mm-hmm. and and just do our best and just how 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 hard they worked for it. Yeah, and it, and, and once support, and once again, like, you yeah. know, in the process of doing her thing, Dolores has endeared herself to uh some of the other staff like obviously the nuns the the nuns we recognize you know Uh they already knew her they're the same ones that she whipped up into shape in the first movie but now you've got some of the other staff and faculty all the the Uh the friars or you know um and um you know she uh endears them to them so when it's like they Mm -hmm. because they all take off to the the competition in hollywood and then uh mr crisp who didn't even bother could not even get dolores's nun name correct the entire film because he just can't be bothered to learn people's names that's kind of much of a jackass he is yeah Um, he's like he's like well the school's closing anyway so what yeah exactly so he's like i'm not gonna be bothered um Uh but you know they he finally did you know puts the pieces together like oh she's a you know a pop artist you know from las vegas uh so they all take off after and in the hustle bustle of the competition the the three friars <laughs> uh end up turning against mr crisp and lock him, in a, lock him in a closet with a giant frozen piece of frozen salami and i was just like you know, between the first movie and this one, uh, it, it seems that uh, those of the uh, the Catholic faith in these types of movies have all decided that they need to take a, a page from the nuns and the Sound of Music, the ones that take the car parts out of the Nazis' yep. vehicle. This is the equivalent. <laughs> Locking Mr. Crisp in a closet. <laughs> yep. Although, although, like, you know, the school, what are they, the, the school council or whoever it is that's over, that makes decisions over the school. I love that they, you know, they show up, they see the competition and they're like, oh, you know, we haven't won in years, but now we've won again. And, you know, and then Dolores says, oh, this was all Mr. Crisp's idea. So when he finally comes out and he's like trying to, to you know, enact his diabolical scheme, the, the, the school, the school board, the school council, whatever they are, they're mm-hmm. like, oh. And we thought you wanted to retire early. You were just being modest or whatever. And he can't like go against it because like these kids just won this competition and, you know, is making their school look good again. And it's, you know, he's like, oh, what do I do now? And (laughs) you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. (laughs) There you go. But really, I'm like, I think, I think he just, I think he does just need to retire and let somebody else you know, run the place. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find some, uh, you know, poor rundown parish that needs as much attention as this one has gotten. Uh, (laughs) Oh, 
so that being said they like your want to do uh they've turned it into a musical a stage musical Mm -hmm. um that um had its uh regional uh premiere in pasadena in 2006 it opened on the west end in 2009 um and um it's had several runs uh since 2006 the last one being a 2022 london revival um it is it's the first it's the plot of the first movie it it changes a little bit depending on whether you're watching the uk version or the american version because they're gonna adjust things for you know the culture and stuff right Uh, references are not going to be necessarily uh uh you know the same uh across the pond um however it is all original music none of the it's not a jukebox musical uh they didn't take none they didn't take any of the music that is in either film uh and reused it in a way to to go into the into the stage show it is all it is all original music so um and i i don't know what the idea behind that was they're probably getting the right it's probably easier to write just all all new music instead of trying to get the rights to some of the the songs uh Mm -hmm. or whatever uh so um but yeah it uh did pretty well uh in all of its runs um when it was in uh the original west end production at one point, Whoopi Goldberg was in the cast playing the role of Mother Superior. Oh, so that's um, really that, that that's actually very fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since since then, it's it's had uh, several um several uh, uh perform you know performances uh. Whoopi uh did a short run back as Dolores <laughs> uh in 2020 um so uh early she was supposed to but then it got it got delayed because of the pandemic so then uh they ended up uh hiring someone else um but um I guess it's um it's it's still doing its thing, like you said, Chrissy. You 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 were having a local production of it, so yeah. Um, that's uh, a uh, yeah. It's I a, mean, a it's, thing like that a thing that you could potentially see. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think the yep. last day, the last day at the the little theater I saw. I think the last day is on the twenty fifth, which is. Mm-hmm next monday if i remember if i remember reading the marquee right but i'm like i don't know what we're gonna i don't know that i'd make it yeah. out there because of work plus we have next this weekend but yeah the um, movie's great it, uh, yeah yeah it, it apparently <laughs> apparently uh with the original west end production um they decided to do a charity run to promote the uh-huh. to promote the show and raise money for charity and cool. 
Um, but it was uh it's the sister act nuns run. Nuns run. Nuns oh, run. Oh. So I guess okay, like, like a I guess you, you dress up as a nun and you run for charity. You run oh, in the streets okay. for charity. Okay. So <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, like a theater play has its run. I was like, Yeah. Huh? No. Oh, okay, yeah. The penny yeah, drops. It, yep. Yeah, but it, they they it, at least in the UK they uh, they raise money for uh, Bernardo's, which is a, a British charity for for children. It's a children's children's charity, so okay. that, that's that's kind of cool. So it's a it's a four mile run. <laughs> the first one they had a thousand people dressed up as nuns run the streets <laughs> of London, and they raised thirty thousand pounds. Nice. So. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Like, would they if would they accept that scaled down version of the nun's habit that Sister Mary Robert wears? Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I could do the whole the whole kitten caboodle there, but yeah, maybe I I I, I I did dress as a nun for Halloween that 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 year when Sister Act came out, or like the year after. Uh, <laughs> so, um the i mean the halloween version not as tight fitting uh as as the the actual habit that <laughs> they have to wear in the movie so yeah <laughs> slightly more comfortable although mine was all made out of polyester so it doesn't breathe uh oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i i love i especially love the first movie but i i like both of them i think they're just i think yeah. they're so much fun and, and uh i know Whoopi has gone back and forth about whether you know a third one should be made um, uh, i i'd say leave it as it is she i mean if they could find a good enough story you know she i think she would be up to it her biggest thing mm -hmm. is that so much so much of the so many of the nuns who we actually don't even learn their names, unfortunately, but so many of the, you know, the peripheral nuns were of the older age already, you know, 20 something yeah. years ago. So most of them have passed on. Uh, we really only have Maggie Smith, Kathy and Jimmy and uh, the gal place, Sister Mary Robert left. Mm -hmm. Um the almost everyone else has, has passed on so it's like you know what would be the point uh not that you couldn't get some of the cast from the stage production mm -hmm. to step in because they did do a, a a nice little anniversary performance with some of the the stage cast on the view uh a couple years ago <laughs> so um but uh you know and had had whoopee you know they did i will follow him so um that was that was pretty fun so but yeah it's it was one of those things where it's like they, it, it was just a, a collection of of characters that if you even if you didn't know their names although if you look look up some of those ladies i mean some of those ladies were stars in their prime oh yeah as far as acting was concerned so um yeah, it's good that they were able to get work at their age, <laughs> so, I guess. Uh, of course, you know, Maggie Smith is is getting up there in age uh, as mm -hmm. well, so. Um, 
but uh yeah i don't think there necessarily needs to be a third one but um but yeah the the two we have are, are fine and of course we have the the, the yeah. musical itself i've listened to some of the songs from the the stage production it's not bad yeah it's it's a little weird because you kind of hear expecting to hear you know heat wave or something but uh mm. but uh yeah it's it's not bad so it's actually pretty pretty cool so you know keep your eyes peeled for local productions of sister act the musical in your area yep so yeah so check that out look for the like i said look for the stage productions and just go watch it you want a feel-good movie with some with some bopping show tunes or you know just music in general it's great mm. um yeah so anything else you guys want to chime in about on this topic we're good i think we're good okay well yeah. if uh Okay. Well, if any of our listeners wanna wanna add their two cents to the to the pile, as it were, about Sister Act, Lane's uh, email coming in our inbox. Oh, I'm any sure. Have you, uh, <laughs> she's probably seen the stage musical performed somewhere. <laughs> if I, if I know her. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just write us in some feedback. Uh, give us your thoughts on Sister Act, the movies, the stage play, the music, whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. And you can also find links to our social media, Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Uh, we'll read our read out comments um, mm-hmm. as feedback. If, uh, you can and make sure you're it. following all the social yes. medias because both Chrissy and I will be very busy this weekend. This is our, true. Our respective true. conventions. So. This is true. I'll be at FanX. Um, Although, well, okay, I did ToshoCon this past weekend. I can't remember if I mentioned that on on, rec- on mm-hmm. the record or not. Um, but uh, I was running that one. <laughs> that was at the, the library's teen anime convention. So there weren't a lot of pictures taken because it was Well, crazy. you don't run FanX, so. No, I uh, do not. Thank goodness. Although you will have two small children in tow, so. Well, on Saturday we will. They're going to they're gonna stay home the other yeah. Um, but they're going to go on Saturday because by then we'll be like, I think we'll be done and we'll just go to KidCon because they want to go. And yeah. they, yeah, like I said, Lottie, I think I've mentioned this before, Lottie has been seeing the billboard and like, there's FedEx, when can we go? I'm like, soon, we're mm-hmm. going. But they, 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 they can manage a day and that's about it. And, you know, they have KidCon. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so we will, I will be posting as much as I possibly can. I will probably, some of it might actually be after the fact just because I'm like snapping pictures and, Mm-hmm. and everything and then i get it up later so so there's that so anyway so yes follow the social medias for convention goodies this weekend um and also you know leave comments uh you can download our podcast from all the all the usual places where you find podcasts so look for that and if you would if you feel so inclined and are able to if you would consider supporting us on patreon or buying some merch from our merch shop those are also linked on our website and uh, yeah, that that helps us out immensely if, if you can. And as always, we thank you for your for your support, for listening, for sending feedback, for you know anything. Just be in our audience, be in our mm-hmm. be in our people. That uh, we're we're just we're we're tickled that you're there and mm-hmm. uh, listening and enjoying our our waffling about 
all our random things and and other stuff. So all the things. Thank you for being our fans. How's that? Mm. And And if you, uh, yeah, and if you uh, aren't signed up for our newsletter, then you probably haven't seen the announcement. uh, Which, first of all, you should sign up for our newsletter. It's on the website. Um, But we. Yeah, but we now have a Discord. I mean, we had a Discord. We just weren't really doing anything with it. Uh, but now I actually bothered to go in and create some like different channels, and that is actually where the uh gold standard Discord is going to be living, uh, ah. as well. So if you want to talk about either fandom related stuff and or cinema related stuff. Um, you there can you go, go over to our Discord, just message us for the link, and we will get that to you so you can come join in the fun. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'm on other Discords, so I have a vague idea of how it works. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it takes to actually run one, so just bear with us as we figure out something. <laughs> We're flying all by the, the seat of our all the so. all the all the tips and tricks on how to how to make discord work smoothly for everybody involved <laughs> so. you can feel learn like an old that. person yeah oh my gosh i feel like, <laughs> like i don't know what the kids are into these days but uh, i hear yeah, this is I, where all the cool kids hang out so uh, i guess we're gonna yeah do i yeah like i said i like i i was doing the 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 anime the uh, toshokan with all the teens and one of the things I was running was uh, the Pokemon Go raid. So cause there's a real, a really big park by where the where the con was being held. So every once in a while, I'd get on the on the intercom and say, "Hey, there's a raid. Come meet us. We'll go do it." And so I'd end up talking about Pokemon with the kids, of course. And you know, it came up that I'm like, "Oh yeah, Poke- like Pokemon's always been a big thing. Like I remember when it was brand new, and they all looked at me like, "Holy cow, really?" I'm like, "Oh, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you?" I'm like. I, I, you know, um, honestly, if we're being if we're being completely truthful here, I would probably be old enough to be your mom. <laughs> Maybe depending on depending on how old you are and how the math yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, oh, geez, that's right. Pokemon has been around for a really, really, really long time by now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well. Uh, We'll have to give we'll have to give Pokemon it's 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 oh gosh do at some point as well. How in the world would we squeeze that into one episode? Right? I don't don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't know. For sure. In the meantime, you want to talk Pokemon? Join our Discord. Hit us up for the link. Uh, There we go. There you go. I I will try to hop on Discord. I tried Discord. I am I am a complete dunce when it comes to Discord and. Yeah, but uh, maybe maybe I'll give it another 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 whirl. I, I will say it's nice to be able to have like separate threads for topics, but then you can also yeah. see immediately if somebody's posted on it. Unlike like with our Facebook chats, where you have to go to the chat yeah. and see if anybody said anything, and you have to right. like bounce around the chats. This you could just look at the Discord and be like, okay, somebody's mm-hmm. posted in this one. Let me go see what they said. So, yeah. um, so it's no, it's I got just, some benefits. So, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll give it another whirl. See yeah. how it goes. Come uh, join the cool anyway. kids. 
Yes. Come join <laughs> us. We have, uh, oh, we might have cookies. Or... Yeah. Well, we'll, we have fun we'll here. Make, we'll make some fun memes. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> memes are great. Anyway. Well. Until. And, uh... Yeah. Until then, um, we shall sign off for this week. This is the This is the oh. <laughs> This is saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. I know Brittany was having a little bit of internet issues there for a bit, so that's okay. Uh, and yeah. this is this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I will leave you with this. Two simple words. Bless you. For listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five Ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. Mm-hmm.